as a coach and a recruiter. Corey Raymond as a coach and a recruiter as well. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Not even going to lie to you. You know I'm in a good mood. Maybe you can pick that up in hour number one. Not only is it Friday, but it, you heard me probably. I did. I honestly yelled. Back on Wednesday during the show when I uh, got a little photo of the new Cattengale family vehicle. Finally had come in. Yesterday finally picked it up. So got to give a quick shout out over to the folks at Rate Brant Nissan. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Melvin, who's worked with me since literally August. Like, I'm not even kidding you. It's not easy to get a car right now. So, um, trust is important, man, is all I can tell you, and have a relationship. And me and that relationship over there at Ray Brand's been a bit. Three Ultimas, now a Pathfinder, two rogues for my wife. My parents have two rogues. So, needless to say, we're, we kind of know people over there. First name basis, man. It's pretty awesome. And John, John Sands over in service, which is nuts because he's related to somebody whose daughter played with my sister at Cabrini High School on softball. It only took me literally about 15 years to realize that. Oh, by the way, I just figured that out. Uh, I want to say the last time I went in for service a couple months ago. But anyway, super, super thanks, though, over there for the folks to get it. Finally, took a, uh, took a bit. More importantly, Carver's happy. He loved playing in the sunroof yesterday. And uh, shout out to Michael Elliott. I, I thought I was just special. I was getting, like, you know, the salsa celebrity treatment because it's me. And it wasn't. Michael got a new frontier and... He was happy. Melvin was taking care of him as well. Congrats, Mike. That Frontier looks awesome. He's a listener. He uh, listened to the show. Sometimes it confused me and put me on other stations. But Will Guillory, who covers the Pelicans for the Athletic, he actually used 100.3 when he said, I listened. So I guess Michael does listen, which means he's about to listen to you talk to little Pelicans basketball. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well, man. And you saying you have a new car, so you saying you're ready to load up and, and take I... this road trip to Birmingham to watch the squadron? Is that what you're trying to do? I, you say that, uh, Carver's already said, are we going camping? <laughs> and he, I got the roof racks on. He's like, you could put a surfboard in it. I'm like, well, buddy, I don't know how to surf, but sure. What, whatever you want, man. It's, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, I did get it for that reason to, uh, you know, go out and do things like the commercial says. Um, Will, do I need to pay a little bit more attention to the squadron though? Man, I'm telling you, as of recently, they, they had a, a first-round pick play out there, putting up 30 points and 10 rebounds. Jackson Hayes made the trip. Trey Murphy made the trip, put up, I think, 18 points in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we might see a little bit more of that because the Pelicans have a few more off days here in December. Uh, but, yeah, it was really interesting to see guys, you know, taking that high in the draft, uh, having to go out there to get playing time. Uh, just because the Pels are having a rough time just figuring out what this rotation is going to look like and now with the most recent injury news. Willie Green is going to have to shake things up again. So, yeah, I mean, this is just ongoing drama. Nothing new going on over there with the Pelicans. Right. So it's interesting because, obviously, when you get 30 points, that that's going to be a you know topic and something that everyone's going to be paying attention to. A couple of blocks, four of them for Jackson Hayes in that game over there. But Trey Murphy at 18 as well. I think it's just as important because I, I know this kid can play. We've seen him play, right? Is it is it getting more minutes on the court? Is it about confidence? And how important is it for him to go back in there and just get back into the swing of things and get some minutes under his belt. Yeah, no doubt. I think the big thing for him is just seeing shots going. And for whatever reason, it seems like uh, lately he just hasn't been able to get the shots. Going. I believe the last time he, he had some playing time with the, uh, on the NBA level, he went 0-6 from the field. 
So I think that's the big thing, you know, Willie Green has said a lot. You know, obviously they brought in Trey Murphy to be that guy who can spot up around Zion Williamson, extend the, the, the floor. And, you know, when I watch him in pregame and, you know, his pickup games against some of the guys on the end of the bench, the, the guy has a beautiful shot, knocks it down with consistency, knocks, knocks it down from deep. Uh, but I just think, uh, again, it's just about his, just building up his confidence, getting him, uh, you know, in a position where he knows where his shots are coming from and he can shoot them with confidence. So I think that's the big thing for him. But uh, they're, they're really excited about Trey Murphy, just the, the person he is and the way right. he's developing. Again, it's just about him knocking down shots consistently and knowing where they're coming from. Speak with Will Guillory, Pelicans beat writer for The Athletic. Pels take on the Pistons tonight over at 7 o'clock at the Smoothie King Center. I will be giving away four tickets here shortly. If you'd like to go to that game, you got to keep that in mind. you got to go, and I'll give them to you. I'm going to ask you to call in here probably during the break. But will for, for let's say, whoever wins those tickets and for fans that go, I mean, this is a seven-win team, I get it. But I do think this team is playing better basketball in the last two weeks. And I also think there's some parts of this team's DNA that I think fans can get behind. And that is this team does play hard. And there are some players that I think are fun to watch. I know we're all waiting for number one to get back. But, dude, I love watching Herb Jones play. Don't you? Oh, my God. He's so fun. Not on Herb, man. Uh, he's got, like, eight <laughs> different nicknames already. The second-round rookie is crazy. They call him straight jacket and say not on Herb. I mean, yeah, he loves defense. And this guy, I think he's already one of the better defenders in the league. As a, as a you know, a second-round rookie is crazy. What he does on the ball. Well, he, he's disruptive off the ball plays in the passing lane. I think he's added so much to this team. And, you know, I wrote about this recently that the, the, the really surprising thing, and I think a lot of people within that organization are excited about, is that he's starting to show a, a few more chops on the offensive end, you know, hitting floaters. He's been working with Fred Vincent to get that jump shot right. So he's not just a guy who's playing defense and he's a liability on the other end. He, he's making more plays on the offensive end. And I think, man, they're just giving him more and more minutes. And I think Willie Green's crazy if he doesn't continue to play him 35-plus minutes just because of the value he brings on both ends. And I think once you do get Zion back, he's going to be the perfect type of player to play next to Zion and B.I., a guy who can you know, hit those corner threes, defend multiple positions, and make plays and transition. I think you know he's a home run pick for the Pels. And he might be you know one of the best picks David Griffin has made up to this point since he took over. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't hear it because you were at the game, so I'll play it for you now. Pelicans radio call, the voice of the Pels, Ty Graffinini and John DeShazer, color analyst for your Pels during one of the best plays that took place in the overtime loss to the Nuggets. Sadoransky floats it to Ingram up top. Get it to Herb. Drives on Gordon. Oh, Herb! He threw it down over Jokic. Oh, my goodness, Herb! with the punch. I mean, first off, that was an awesome play. You hear the call, but I also hear the fans, man. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Look, I, I, I get it at seven wins, but that's a reason to go watch. That's a reason to, to follow this team, and I love that from the kid because if he can consistently just continue to do what he does on a defensive end but adds that to the offensive end, and you heard B.I. after the game, for a veteran like him and a max player to say that, the work that Herb Jones is putting in has earned him the right to and freedom to take shots and do what he wants. That's a big statement, I think, from Brandon Ingram. Don't you? No doubt. And first off, I got to say, you're mistaken because I definitely 
heard grass make that call. I'm about five feet <laughs> down from grass during games. So whenever her throws down the dunk, I hear grass loud and clear. Okay, we got to say that first and foremost. Uh, but nah, you said it exactly right. If, if you know anything about B.I., you know that guy, uh, he cares the most about putting in the work, being in the gym. He's the first guy in, the last guy out. So everybody knows that around the Pelicans. And he sees that in Herb as well. Herb's a guy who puts in a ton of work behind the scenes. He, he, when they're on the road, he, he goes back to the gym right after the playing line. With uh with Fred Vincent, the same kind of routine Bi had a couple of years ago wow. with Alonzo Ball before the before the uh, the pandemic hit. So yeah, Herb's a guy who's in the gym constantly. His dad was a basketball coach, so he's a guy who lives and breathes basketball. And you know, Bi loves that. So you're exactly right. He's a he's the exact type of guy you would want, you know, representing your young core. And I think yeah, I, I agree with you as well that the, the fans are still in it. And I, I was really surprised to see how loud the fans were during that Denver game. Of course, it was a disappointing ending, but the Pels were playing well during that second half and the fans were really into it. And I think it's so different, you know, from this year's team and last year's team. Where last year, they had all this talent. Zion Williamson was putting up incredible numbers, B.I. Uh, and it just felt like it was always kind of just a miserable experience watching them and just not knowing what type of effort they were going to play with, how they were kind of going to throw the game away in the fourth quarter. And this year's team, it feels like the talent isn't quite there, uh, but the passion and the want to is at a really high level with this group. And I think they play hard every single night. It's just a matter of, you know, getting that talent infusion right. once Zion Williamson is healthy. But this team is playing hard. Uh, they believe in each other. It's just about really green, pushing the right buttons and kind of getting the most out of those main guys. And in particular, I would say Herb Jones and B.I. are right at the forefront. B.I.N.G.O., man. I mean, that that's literally what I was going to go to next. Bingo. I, I that it, it does feel different. And again, I, I'm not sitting here because we're the station of the Pelicans trying to get people to stay interested. I, I, I'm, I'm being objective. I mean, I've called for people to move on. To, I, I, I'm just seeing what I see, and then I'll say it. This team plays differently. And I think, Will, that is something, while I know it's hard to do now, but to understand that you're building a foundation that's going to eventually pay off. If 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 a group of guys buy into the coach, if you feel like the coach knows what they're doing and they're still making the adjustments and they're doing those things and then the players are showing signs that they can play together, like to play one again. I love hearing what you just said, that Herb Jones gets off the plane and goes to the facility. I know Brandon cares, man. I know it's, it's hard and a lot of times fans, you know, see what – Sometimes he doesn't do in the fourth quarter and kind of equate that as, you know, he's a max player. He's not good. I, I, I know he wants to win and, and have this team win. Valanchunas has been a good signing. I think Devontae is going to find the space here. We love what we see from Herb Jones. If we can just get Zion on the court, let's see what can happen here because I do think that this team wants to play together and wants to win together. I, I honestly do. It's not about effort, and, and I couldn't say that last year. Yeah, no doubt. And I think you, you touched on it in the, in the beginning of your statement. I, I think you were right on that the, the Willie Green hire, I think, was a home run for David Griffin. I, I think he's the right type of coach for this team, especially with the struggles they're going through right now. He's keeping those guys confident. He, he has those young guys believing. He's put in a, a plan that they know how they need to play and they know what it takes for them to win, even though they might be at a talent disadvantage, like you said, with Zion being out on certain nights. Uh, but they believe in Willie Green, and I think that's the first step if you're going to build a foundation with a young group, you got to find a coach that your guys believe in. And he's got to be able to build a culture mm-hmm. and a certain type of mindset that the team plays with. And I think Willie Green has been able to do that 
uh, with this team. Of course, there's certain nights where they're, they're losing by 30, sure. you know, 40 points, uh, of course. Uh, but I think just the, the night in, night out, uh, they, they fight for Willie Green and they believe in what he's building here in New Orleans. And I think that's a huge part uh, of what the, the promise you're talking about this young team has. And I think, first and foremost, something we talked about a lot last year, the relationship with the Stars and your coach is a, it's a huge part of the NBA today. And I think I wrote about this recently. We saw B.I. Go going right. through some struggles coming yep. off of that hip injury. Teams were throwing a bunch of double teams at him. He was really he couldn't figure out how to be effective. And it was a, a talk him and Willie Green had after a loss to uh, Washington a, a few weeks ago here in New Orleans. And uh, B.I. hasn't been the same guy since. He's been playing at a much higher level. Uh, that Denver game, they were throwing some heavy double teams at him, so he wasn't quite as good. But I think B.I. now has really found his groove. He understands what he needs to do to be successful with these group of guys. And I think Willie Green deserves a ton of credit for it. He won't take it. Whenever we ask Willie about it, he says, well, you know, B.I. knew what he needed to do. It was just us having to sit down and talking about it. But I think having a coach that you can have that one-on-one talk with and y'all can be on the same page and, and really figure out what's going on, I think that's a big part of why they wanted to make Willie Green a coach mm-hmm. and the results are, are coming in already. So I think you see the relationship with him and B.I., thriving and I, I think they expect the same thing to happen with Zion Williamson when it comes back and when he comes back and I, I think that again uh, it's a home run hire for David Griffin because he's the type of guy you want leading the charge for this young group and I, I think he's been doing an outstanding job I was literally going to go there next and you, and you did me the favor of going there because I think that is absolutely important it, we heard in the offseason that was one of the keys I, and I think to have that kind of frank conversation as you wrote about candid was the word you used and uh, former player you kept hearing that a ton that's respect right coming from working with staffs in phoenix and in golden state i mean all of that right brings the gravitas of hey listen to me this is what you need to do and to be able to challenge a player at the same time where he doesn't feel like you're disrespecting him And, and i and i know that sounds silly to some, but that's a very difficult thing to do today. And I, I think that's an important aspect of it. I love the hire. I can't wait to see what happens when everybody starts playing together, you know? No doubt. And I think even building upon your point, I think it's less about feeling like a guy calling you out and more about feeling like y'all are all pulling in the same direction. You know, I think a lot of times the feeling last year was, hey, uh, the coach is kind of saying, hey, you guys are doing this wrong, and this is what you have to do to fix it. And I think Willie Green, being that former player, being a guy who's been in that Fox school before, it's more like, hey, here's what we need to do. Here's how we're going to make this better. I think a lot of times you see after these bad losses, Willie Green comes in and says, hey, this is my fault. This was a coaching mistake. This is me not having my guys ready. And, again, it sounds silly to fans, but I think that stuff matters to players. They want to feel like their coach is in the fight with them, and it's not mm-hmm. about – hey, this is what these guys are doing wrong, and this is why we're losing. It's about this is what we need to do to be better as a team. And I think Willie Green has done a really good job of that, and I think understanding. But this is a young group, and they're still learning. I think it's been important. And I think having that coach that understands a young team, that understands how to relate to his players, it's been huge for this team, and I think it's going to be important moving forward. Fantastic piece, man. I enjoyed reading it. Thank you, Will. Uh, at Will Guillory is the way to go follow it. It's pinned on his Twitter profile page, so all you got to do is go check it out. You can go see it's a story on Brandon Ingram. Pels take on the Pistons tonight. Will enjoy the game this season. Appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Yep, for sure. Quick break. We come back. Rafael Esparza before him. We'll see what Rick wants, and we'll go through the game's 
this weekend in the NFL. It's the Sports Hangover on your home. Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. On the clock machine. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At The King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring The King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Coco's Mexican Restaurant on Highway 1 in Raceland is open and ready to please you. They have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Mouth-watering Mexican food daily with delicious specialty dishes like coconut shrimp tacos, Baja fish tacos, plus try the trio burritos or a carne asada. Coco's Mexican has happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. Delivery service from waiters also available. They're located on Highway 1 in Raceland next to the post office. Coco's. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Rick, thank you for giving us a call here. Give me your, your best thoughts, and then we'll get to Rafael Esparza. What you got, buddy? I listen to talk show radio a lot during the day. I'm a truck driver, and I listen to it a lot. I never hear anybody talk about the Pelicans trying to make a trade for somebody like, for instance, Dame in Portland. Why don't we give up as much? Whatever we got to give up as far as draft picks go to get him over here. If we put the team we got now, add him to it, I think we'd be competitive, real competitive. Right. Look, it was something that was discussed, obviously, in the offseason, and Pels fans talked about that. I know national media, local media. Here's what you have to understand, especially in the NBA that player has to want to be here, right, for starters. Like, I can call, and they did try to make offers for a lot of big names, big players. The problem is, it's got to be two ways, right? A, that team's got to want to trade their star player or big player, in this case, Damian Lillard. Secondly, that player then has to want to go there, because if he doesn't want to go there, that trade's not happening. Then you have to have the money to be able to do that. They, they, they were, they were, they tried for Chris Paul, Rick. They tried for Chris Paul. That's as big a name and as big a player as you can get. But again, that player has got to want to be here. 
So it's a little different, say, in the NBA than other, you know, organizations and leagues. Well, the problem I'm seeing right now is the guys we have now are decent players like Brandon. Ingram's pretty good. Um, what's his name's hurt all the time, but once he comes back, you know, we're only going to have him for three more years, and then, then he's going to want to go somewhere else. We're back in the same boat we've been in. Yep. I hear you, man. Like I said, hey, I, uh, I got a go ahead. I got a question. You have a, a brother named David? I don't. I only have a sister who lives in Vermont. Oh, okay. Uh, you still got him, David Catgill. It's kind of an unusual name. So. There's a Catgill gym over in Chalmette, I think, in Araby Power, in, in Araby or Chalmette. I, I just, yeah, I, I, there's some Catgills over there. I don't um, have anybody else that I know of related to me. I think there's somehow some way we're tied in, some sort of cousins or something. But I no, just just the immediate sister. That's it. I just think we got a two year window to do something here to bring yeah, somebody in that's going to want that's going to maybe keep these guys that are going to want to stay with us instead of saying the heck with this. I'm going somewhere where, where they really want to win. You know? No, I hear you, Rick, and, and that's why again, I, I think it's the right hiring coach. I do think you have better pieces than you have in the past. The unfortunate aspect of it is your main piece that you were hoping for and your franchise player, quote-unquote, hasn't played yet this year. So until that happens, you can't really assess if this is something where it's not going to work because we haven't seen it together yet. You know what I mean? Well, I think they're going to be a good team. I think the big B was a great pickup. I think Mm -hmm. he's really a good player. And uh, Ingram's really shown that he's a quality player. But we just need one more big piece to jump in there and really, you know, solidify everything. Yeah, I hear you. Like I said, got got it. Got to be healthy. And you got to have Zion on the court. You just it, it. It's hard to say what you can or can't do until he plays. Thank you, Rick, for the phone call, man. Got to get to Raphael. Appreciate it. Raphael Esparza, VSI Doc Sports is the way to follow over on Twitter. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. The only names I'm hearing the Pelicans could maybe land is like a patch of Beverly, Buddy Hill, Miles mm-hmm. Turner, but no, uh, no one that's going to move the needle and uh, bring you a ship. I don't think anytime soon. But here's the thing, though, Raphael. I mean, that, that moving the needle and bringing you a ship is the player that you would like. Zion Williamson is that player, right? In theory, I mean, that's why he's the franchise player. That's why he was taken number one overall. I mean. He, he is supposed to be the guy that moves the needle. He does. There's one of the reasons you saw so many games being televised. Um, and he is the guy that you're hoping leads you to a championship. So, but which goes to my point, none of that can happen until he gets on the court healthy. Yeah. I mean, keep an eye out for uh, Sabonis from Indiana. He's going to be up there, uh, a team to watch uh, for trading. I would love to uh, see him in a Pelican uniform. Um, We'll see. Obviously, they're going to be buyers or sellers around the, you know, trade deadline in two months from now. Seven and twenty right now. We'll see that. I, I I do kind of want to just one final thing over on the NBA, and we'll move over to the NFL. We saw Memphis beat a team by seventy three, and this is all without Ja Morant win five in a row, right? We saw Houston lose fifteen, now win what six, seven in a row, eight in a row, something of that nature. We've seen the Lakers be at five hundred. We kind of talked about it at the beginning of the season, didn't we? Uh, about how this NBA season was going to be unique. Because I, I don't, I think anybody, I think there's like two, three really good teams. 
And then there's a bunch of teams I think that can beat each other every single night. Yeah, it's funny how you say that, like the Memphises that, that are winning without your John Morant. I just think a lot of these NBA teams are going a little bit deeper onto their bench. And we're finally seeing guys that should have maybe been getting more playing time that never was because there was always one, two, or three stars gathering up all the minutes. And the, and the coaches didn't want to go too deep. They would always want to say seven, seven or eight guys on, on a roster that would play. Uh, we're finally starting to see a lot of kids that should have played a long time ago that are finally playing and that are getting quality minutes and putting in some quality time all over the league, not just the bad teams like the Memphis and Houston. We've seen the Bulls bring up some guys that are playing some good minutes. Your Pelicans bringing up guys that are putting up some big minutes that we probably didn't think they were. Miami, uh, I think that's what the parody is right now in the NBA. Over to the NFL we go and take a look at some of these uh, slated games here. I, I do want to touch on this because it was brought up on social media Last night's game, Steelers and Vikings, was a game that perhaps people were saying going into the game that the ESPN show that the two guys who were filling in for Mike Greenberg yesterday said that if Zimmer lost that game, was going to be fired today. And some people are kind of going, well, what's up with Mike Tomlin, right, in terms of this? Yes, he's won Super Bowls. Yes, he's won conference championships. But the last several years... They won a couple in a row last year, what, 13-0, and 11-0, and, and then they didn't make the playoffs or, you know, bowed out of the playoffs early. He's not in any trouble, is he? Is it just as simple as they've got to find a better quarterback? Yeah, I think it's going to get a better quarterback. I think that's their downfall when it comes to that. And I think that's why he'll get a couple more years as the Pittsburgh head coach because of what we want to see, what kind of quarterback can they bring in. Because let's face it, there's a lot of teams that are going to have new quarterbacks with a new helmet on next year. Because let's face it, this, uh, this college quarterback uh, group that's coming in is not good. So we're going to see a, a lot of new quarterback uh, and helmets. Uh, I don't think, I mean, that's just that Pittsburgh style, just to fire a quarterback or fire a head coach and bring in a new one. I think that's why we don't hear that much about Tomlin. Okay. Uh, Ravens and Browns, this is a three-point favorite for Cleveland at home. I've been telling people there's two teams that are going to be on my playoff couch watching playoff football, uh, eating all my food. That is the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. Both of them really? go down this week. I like really? Cleveland in this one. Uh, coming back off a bye week, uh, maybe Baker got to take some of his Band-Aids off, uh, maybe a little bit more rest. I'm not sold on Baltimore. They just put so much on Lamar Jackson. And let's face it, they're not losing because of Lamar Jackson. or They're, they're losing because they have no one at running back, and that's their bread and butter is to run the ball. So I like Cleveland in this spot. It's interesting you say that because this week, for the first time ever, on NFL Get Up, as you like to call it, one of the topics that was brought up on two straight days, two different days, was about Lamar Jackson. Is he the reason the Ravens aren't winning? And are the Ravens, you know, how much confidence or how much, what, what is your level of concern with the Baltimore Ravens? I, I haven't seen that in the past, especially considering that it felt like two, three weeks ago, that same network was picking Baltimore to win the AFC. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, before the even season started, there, there were a, a lot of people's AFC uh, uh, front runners, and before they got damaged with running backs uh, hurt, uh, they were uh, playing some really good ball. But I just think they're just banged up at the wrong position with the the, the team that they like to go out there, run the ball, mm-hmm. play good defense. The injuries has uh, prevailed. That that's why I think Cleveland wins, and Lamar Jackson's on my couch having chips and dip, and probably having some cocktails watching playoff football. Gotcha. Jags and Titans, Tennessee eight and a half point favorite here. We're talking about this. It's the Tennessee Titans. Jacksonville 
Uh, Meyer's probably going to be gone. Keep an eye out for Dabo and Clemson. He's losing all his offensive coaches. Really? They're losing uh, some people who signed there. Now people are jumping ship. Wouldn't it be shocked if he goes to Jacksonville now? Where's Meyer going then? Uh, maybe back to college, back to TV, back home. I don't right. know. Maybe, but he Raiders, lost a lot to them. Raiders and Chiefs, KC, 10 points. Is that too much? Yes, the Chiefs are back. The Chiefs are back. Maybe defensive, why not offense? That offense is still struggling. Uh, give me the Raiders plus the points. Mike McCarthy's guaranteed a win at Washington. Cowboys, four-and-a-half-point road favorite. On paper, Dallas better team. On the football field, Washington. Give me the plus points. Falcons and Panthers. Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. And there's some speculation that players, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN reported this morning, uh, aren't happy with the way Matt Rule coaches. Yeah, he might be looking to go back. Uh, maybe he'll coach Oregon. They're looking for a new coach. But, yeah, I, I'm more curious. Who's going to be the bottom of the barrel in this division? Atlanta, Carolina, oh, and the Saints. Seahawks, Texans, Seattle, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. David Mills, I think, is your new quarterback at Houston. I want nothing to do with Seattle. They're, they're looking for a new head coach, new quarterback. Uh, I'll take Houston plus the points. Wow. Okay, Lions and Broncos, they got their new their first win. At Denver, Broncos, 10-point home favorite. Uh, that motivated to win. They, they get the backdoor cover. Teddy has uh, two gloves, wins by a touchdown. Giants, Chargers, L.A., 10-point home favorite. Uh, I like L.A. in this spot, even though it's a big, big, big number, but I'm just not sold on the Giants. They'll be looking for a brand-new quarterback. Russell Wilson will probably look good in the Giants' blue. Happy birthday, Joe Burrow. They are one-and-a-half-point home underdogs to the 49ers. Uh, not sold on Cincinnati yet. They're going to be a big team in the next couple of years. Give me San Francisco on the road. I'll lead the team. Wow. Two. And you just said Bills at the Bucks. Tampa Bay three-and-a-half point favorite. Tampa Tom. Buffalo's on my couch watching playoff football. They're just bad losses for Buffalo, especially at home. Bad losses. Bears and Packers, the Sunday night game. Green Bay 12-and-a-half point favorite. Aaron Rodgers this week did not back down from the Ionu. He said, well, look at the stats. There's a reason why he said that, because he's probably going to light him up. Green Bay wins by four touchdowns in this game. This one's going to be a flex this game and put this on PBS, and I'd rather watch Charlie Brown's Christmas. Saints and Jets, New Orleans, five-and-a-half-point favorite. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I just want nothing to do with the Saints offense right now. They're just banged up. The defense is playing too many downs, and they're gassed out in the fourth quarter. Until they're healthy and COVID's out of that locker room, how do you play the Saints? i, I got to take the Jets in this spot. He's got a show on YouTube coming up at the top of the hour at VSI Doc Sports, and uh, he does a little video over on Instagram as well. Go check him out. It's Rafael Esparza, VSI Doc Sports. Thank you, sir. Take it easy. Have a great weekend. Sounds good. Marlon Favorite joins us next. His thoughts on two departures from the previous LSU coaching staff as Brian Kelly continues to try to find the current and new LSU coaching staff. We'll talk to him next on ESPN New Orleans. Everybody's working for the serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. And right now at Wendy's, they're only a buck each. Wendy's breakfast biscuits.
Don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet your buck on a better breakfast with Wendy's Bacon or Sausage Egg and Cheese Biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price of participation may vary. Limit five qualifying items per transaction. Not valid in a combo. Excludes honey butter chicken biscuit. If you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire talent for your team, especially if you're competing with other businesses to find the right people. But ZipRecruiter gives you the edge. Next key marketing manager, Aaron Harji, loves ZipRecruiter invite to apply. She says, they get my job posting in front of the right people. I instantly see great candidates, and I invite them to apply to my job. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B-A-R-T to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BART. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has Rhabdomyer sarcoma a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope. For the donors out there, it's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Marlon favorite, I make fave. 504 is the way to follow over on Twitter. Thank you, sir. As always, uh, appreciate your time. How are you? Uh, feeling pretty good today on this Friday, Gus. How about yourself, baby? I'm doing well, man. It is a happy Friday. I think one of the things that you're starting to see here as well, I saw a couple of um, big-name players, including what looks to be the number three prospect in the upcoming NFL draft, a defensive back for Notre Dame opting out of the Fiesta Bowl. You're going to start seeing a lot of that here as well. Matt Muscona earlier this week here on ESPN, uh, New Orleans said to, to LSU fans to, um, kind of be leery of this, that you're going to have players opting out of, of this bowl game here as well. You've seen players already say they're going to transfer in Max Johnson and stuff. He's legitimately concerned whether, L- whether or not LSU will have the numbers to even play in this bowl game on January 4th. Are you hearing that a, a large amount of players are either going to opt out? Or, you know, not be able to to play in this bowl. Well, I've been hearing um, mixed reviews from the Baton Rouge community in that regard, Gus. So you have, of course, for obvious reasons, Max Johnson's not going to play in the game uh, because he's in the transfer portal. But you have guys like Neil Carell, Jaquil, and Roy. I'm just thinking about the guys that I just saw Nick Farrell tweeted a while ago, you know, came back my senior year, had the best career ever, graduated, so on and so forth. And <clears throat> only time will tell. I will say when we do speak again on Monday, my tone in regards to this is probably going to change because we'll hear more announcements of guys either opting out of the bowl game or getting in the transfer report. Mm-hmm. 
I think one of the things that uh, it'll be interesting to sort of see is how some of these transfers sort of impacted here as well. Look, I mean, he, he mentioned that they're trying to keep Keishon Butte from, um, from entering the transfer portal. Yeah, yeah. Gus, do expect Keishon Booty. I know we've already saw that um, uh, D. Jones, our wide receiver, Deion Jones, has got into the transfer portal. Uh, I, 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 it, it wouldn't surprise me if we hear about more cornerbacks and wide receivers jumping into the transfer portal just for the simple fact that Coach left. So, you know, you, 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 the time frame you were at LSU, it, this was your guy. And to be quite honest with you, just listening to, to the, the folks from that area, a lot of folks are a bit nervous because they don't know and who's bringing in it. Will that work? So some of them just, you know, use their common knowledge and just dip. Whereas some guys, uh-huh. you know, remaining a little optimistic and, and just saying, you know what, let's see how this goes. And But Man, Gus, I was having this conversation the other day with a couple of my buddies, and we were mm-hmm. talking about the transfer portal and, it, you know, just how it's hard to actually build a roster, especially when you have a change in coaching staff or, you know, got, having to re-recruit in your own building. You know, Alabama don't deal with that that much, mm-hmm. you know, because of the system that they had that they had built. So hopefully that's something that Coach Brian Kelly could do to try to build a a, a team of guys that's here and, and don't want to leave because, I mean, it, it's just something that's just so common now. Yeah, and that's I, I kind of look at this, too, as it's just going to be sort of a, a transitionary period. And with that, and it's understandable, as, as Matt was saying on his show, and I completely agree with him on this, if you're uh, a player, and especially like you're talking about with, with, with Boutte here, um, he was the you know, best receiver the Tigers had. You're, you're, this is your money year, as he called it. Uh, in terms of, you know, next year, you're going to be able to go into the draft and things of that nature. Who's your quarterback? I don't know. Who's the offensive coordinator? I don't know. Now, granted, he hadn't declared yet and he hadn't gone anywhere yet. But that you can understand why certain players kind of look at it from that perspective. And I think, Marlon, to your point that we're about to get into here, it, that's why it's so crucial to get this staff together quickly, right? Not only just for the 15th coming up on Wednesday, but to let these kids know what is the direction, how are they going to play, and if it fits for them one way, shape, or form. And losing Kevin Falk and Corey Raymond, does that help or hurt? It hurts first. It, it, it most definitely hurts. It, it hurts to lose a guy like Corey Raymond, and I also saw uh, Matt McDonough released an article about why he left. And, you know, LSU having to fix that, that um, that pay thing, right? You got guys coming in behind Corey. Um, and earlier I said Deion Jones. I was thinking about Atlanta, uh, linebacker. Sorry, Saints fans, I didn't mean to bring up Atlanta. I meant to say Deion uh, Smith uh, also jumped into the transfer portal along with a couple other guys I mentioned. But, you know, in the case of C. Raymond, you know, that's my boy, man. And, 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 and it hurts to see him leave but reasoning for leading, right? You know, you, you have no disrespect to Coach uh, Brad Davis, but he comes in and he makes more than Corey Raymond. Um, you know, a, a non-proven uh, offensive coordinator who's, who's just getting there, Coach P, he, he, he comes in, 
uh, Jake Pease, and he makes more than Corey Raymond and Mickey Joseph. So you look at that, and and it makes you think, like, hey, these guys have been, you know, really going over and beyond and developing players. And you look at the two best groups on the field. There's also receivers in the DB. That's their coach. So it, it hurts to see Corey Raymond leave, and it is such a, a culture shake. I won't even use the word shock. It's a shake. You know, this in one week, Tommy Moffitt, Corey Raymond, and Mickey Dilden. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, 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 boom. Right. <laughs> so, it, for us, it, it's a bit of a shock, and it, and it goes back to what I said, Gus. It may get worse before it gets better. No doubt. And, look, I like I said, I – I almost feel like I, I wasn't making fun of it, but it, I, you have to almost chuckle at it, right? The daily fan assessment of the state of the team that you get from Twitter. And it's not just LSU. I'm referring to Florida as well. I mean, they hired an offensive line coach today from UL. And it's I, I, I promise you, I'm almost positive 90% of those people that are commenting never saw a Cajun game, but are absolutely convinced it's either a bad hire or a great hire. <laughs> Marlon, it's terrible. Another Louisiana coach. If you've watched the Cajuns play, they have, two, and you know one of the running backs. You talk, you talk about them all the time. They have a great ground game, and they have a very good offensive line. They have a second team All America offensive lineman that is going to be playing in the All America Bowl. That's a Cajun, but I'm telling. There's Gator fans. Terrible hire, and, and, and with the comments of the Sun Belt done transfer to the SEC. Marlon, I and I hear that, and it's all everywhere. Oklahoma, USC, LSU, they don't transfer. You, know, you got to get coaches from there. You got to get CC coaches. Dude, it, can you coach? Do you know how to teach technique? Can you reach a player? Can you get them to play to their potential? More importantly, can they grow with what you're teaching them to do? That translates anywhere because that's called coaching. You want a good coach. It doesn't matter what conference you're in. Yeah, Gus, you, you want to have a good coach. You want to have a guy that can not only give you the X's and O's, but he can also give you uh, some life lessons and some stuff that will help you out as a person. You know, and, and that's what I look at when I look at coaches. Marlon mm-hmm. uh, Favorite, as always, appreciate the time, sir. Thank you for calling in today. Man, thanks for having me. For sure. Hello, Inside the Trenches, the podcast at Big Fave 504 is the way to follow over on Twitter. The Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Sports betting is coming to Louisiana, and there's no better place to get in on the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook. To celebrate, we're giving you $100 in free site credit when you register early. That's right. Register and verify now, and you'll receive a free $100 bonus when we're live. FanDuel Sportsbook is safe, secure, and 100% legal and regulated. The app is easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great offers. And when you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and register now to get $100 in free site credit.
Must be 21 plus and present in Louisiana. Bonus issued a non-withdrawable site credit that expires seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Louisiana. Go live date. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So it's about that time for an oil change? We've got what you need. Right now, you can get five quarts of Castrol Edge Full Synthetic or Full Synthetic High Mileage and an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for just $31.99. And you can get it all fast, your way. Just order online with our free same-day store pickup or next-day delivery. Get in zone, AutoZone. Start your job today at AutoZone.com. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. As always, appreciate the time uh, our guests give us. And also for you for giving us a call here. Got a pair of questions of the day. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, it's real simple. Uh, Mike McCarthy head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, guaranteed we're going to win this game. Like, legit, he actually said that. Don't believe me? Uh, we know what people think of us. We love that. Uh, we're comfortable who we are, where we are. Uh, but I'm excited about what's in front of us because, you know, we, we, you know we're, we're going to win this game. Um, I'm confident in that and just, the, you know, the prep that's going into it. Uh, but, you know, more importantly, we're going to, you know, we want to improve too along the way. So I think that's all part about what the challenge of December football gives you. All right. So he's saying we're going to win this game. You know, it's a guarantee, I guess. So I'm having a little fun today on this Friday. Let's say, uh, how about we guarantee, give me something, Saints fans, of a guarantee of what do you think is going to happen in this game against the Jets? One thing to guarantee. Christopher guaranteed that one kicker will miss a kick. Another caller earlier, Mr. Black, guaranteeing two sacks apiece. Each team, that is. Each team's going to have two sacks. Jets, two sacks. Saints, two sacks. David Alexander covers the Jets. His guarantee is that the Jets will play a good first half and then find a way to lose it in the second half. Uh, let's go to line four here. Is it um, Bud? Or what's your name, sir? Jared. Jared. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hey, Hey, how you doing? We're going to start with uh, the Saints. First, I guarantee we need a miracle to win. <laughs> Secondly, there's a lot of people, you know, who talk about the Saints tanking. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that most of these guys play on a minimum contract mm-hmm. or slightly above minimum. And this is their job. It's not guaranteed like the NBA. They have to play their butts off if they're going to have a job. They just can't quit on themselves because if they don't, they'll be unemployed. Now, the only position, there's only two wide receivers that's guaranteed to stay on our roster next year. 
as Michael Thomas and that's because of his contract and uh, Deontay Harris. That's it. That's it. Everybody else has to go. They can tank, but your other players, um, they can't tank. So, so for those who say that, you know, that's, that's just not a, uh, an option. And, um, as far as LSU or college football, where these players are transferring, I say transfer. Right. Transfer. Because if you're going to a school and you're supposed to get an education, you just got the education of a lifetime. Um, your coach is loyal to one person himself. Mm-hmm. He ditched his team when he was supposed to, when he was coaching and they were going to a bowl game. Now, he left them for the check. And don't believe there isn't another coach in this league that won't leave for a bigger check. When a coach comes to your house to recruit you, it's not the school, it's the coach that convinces your kid to go to that school. And when that coach leaves, you should you can leave. Mm-hmm. I never understood why in the past that if a coach left and a kid wanted to leave, he had to pay the penalty of sitting out a year. You know, we're selfish to a point. We want you to stay here and give us everything, but we'll leave. We'll leave as soon as you give us more money. Well, you just got the education of a lifetime. It's all about yourself as far as the coaches are concerned. Don't come in my house and tell me you're going to be there for my kid. As soon as another uh, bigger check comes, you take off. Mm-hmm. Are you still like us? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, no. I, Hello? I, look, yeah. Hello? Yeah. I'm, I'm here. In, yeah, I'm here. In the, and we have... We have no more than the milli vanilli of receivers. They all fraud. <laughs> they can't catch. You know. Did you just call them milli vanilli? Have... You called the receiving group yeah, milli vanilli. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't sing. They can't dance. All they could do is pretend like they're performers. Like we got pretend receivers. Maybe Sean ought to think about letting the kick a catch in the receiver kick it can't be any worse i mean what's the difference i mean it, it, it can't be any worse but you know the tanking thing people got to drop that and you know you really got to look at college football and these coaches how they just leave the kids they're the ones who go in your house they're the mm-hmm. ones who talk to your parents well, not the president of the school mm-hmm. the coach and when the coach takes off and you're there giving it all for you, coach, he's gone. That's the, that's your lesson. That's your college lesson. It's all about the money. So anyway, I'm going to hang up and listen to your hey, comments. Hey, hey, Jared. Jared, it's for yeah. you. It's for you. All right, have a nice day. There is Jared with the comment of our number two. The Saints receiving core is Billy Vanilli. Oh, this came out in 2001. Do you remember when it came out that they really weren't the guys that were singing? People got so upset they had like mass CD burnings and (laughs) never felt that passionate about something, to be honest with you. Burning LeBron James jerseys. Like I just, I've never ever felt that passionate. I'm going to go set something on fire. Oh, that's good. 
There it is. Saints receiving course Millie Vanilli. And his guarantee is need a miracle to win. Bradley chiming in. Marcus Williams is his guarantee that he will whiff on a tackle. That's probably a good guarantee. He makes some plays. And at the same time, he uh, he has a tendency to whiff on a tackle. Or two. It's good. 800-998-1003 is the number to call if you'd like to chime in. Telling you it's just what it is. It's Friday. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. Question of the day as well is to give us your keys and a score prediction. David Alexander recovers the Jets for its now magazine 27-21. He actually picked New Orleans. Jordan went Saints 24-20, but his guarantee is that a team will win. He just wants someone to win. Doesn't want a tie. Just wants someone to win. My guarantee is that Taysom Hill will throw a touchdown pass. It may be to a Saint and maybe to a Jet. He did. He did both last week. But he will throw a touchdown pass. That's my guarantee. I still don't know who's winning this game. <laughs> Again, it's winnable. I just honestly don't know who's going to win it. 800-998-1003. Joel and Metairie, what you got for us? Well, as far as keys to the game, you've got to let Taysom run. If they mm-hmm. play the first half like they did last week, they'll be doomed for failure again because, you know, the dude's got a messed up finger on top of that. Just let the man run. That's what he does. Um, have the game plan kind of like New England did on, on Monday night where they threw the ball a total whopping of three times. Um, and if Kamara's healthy, you should be able to handle that. And, and of course, yes, it is a guarantee somebody will drop a pass, but, but you know who they'll blame it on, right? Mm-hmm. Who's they'll that blame man? it on the rain. And you can blame it on the rain because the rain don't mind and the rain don't care. But you got to blame it on something so you can blame it on the rain. See if we're going to stick with our Millie Vanilli beat. Right on cue. I got you. I got you, Joel. <laughs> I like it. Gonna blame it on the rain. There you go. Joel and Metter. 1989's with this kid. There it is. Are we clapping too? Everybody clap, huh? Stars are important. Starry night. I never, my wildest dreams, thought that today I'd be playing Mealy Vanilli. Thank you, Jared. This is your fault. Right here. Yeah, goodbye to the Saints offense that we used to love to watch. Oh. It really is sad that we're just, we just want to see like a first down. Huh? Like legitimately. I just, I just legitimately want, want, want to, uh, yeah. Oh, they let a couple of players walk away like Emmanuel Sanders in the receiving group, thanks to the old salary cap. It's going to be better next year, I promise. It'll be better next year. It'll go up the cap. You'll have some space. There are a lot of good receivers in the NFL draft coming up. A lot of them. I like Traylon Burks from Arkansas, possibly because I see them a lot. Big old receivers, got some speed. 
Um, but really, yeah, I mean, look, they have to go there in that direction. I, I legitimately think you have to think of the offensive line as well. I love Teron Armstead, but he's due up for another contract. How much are you giving him? Are you, you know, I mean, when he's healthy, so, I mean, great for the community, great teammate, great leader, great left tackle. Health is a concern, and he's not younger, right? Something to think about. Quarterback is not where I'm thinking draft-wise, at least like for starter. Especially after this past Sunday on NFL Countdown, they literally had a segment on NFL Countdown how there does not look like there will be a quarterback taken Possibly in the first 10 picks of the NFL. Like, think about that. So, again, just me, Aaron, any shot, yay or nay? There's a report this week, and I had somebody ask me about this a little bit earlier. About Seattle, one in three first-round picks. Would you do that? Would you give three first-round picks? to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Something to think about. Do you go Jameis? One-year prove-it deal, maybe two. Coming off of a torn knee. What if Taysom Hill wins three of five? Four or five. Goes to the playoffs. What if he wins a playoff game? Is Taysom Hill your new starting quarterback? Who you just gave a new contract to? Do you not have to worry about another contract? You just get him some, some weapons? Rework your offensive system to benefit his abilities. It's going to be an interesting final five games. It really honestly is. I honestly don't know how many they win. I don't have a gut feeling one way or another. That puts a wraps on hour number two. Hour number three is next. Don't forget Pelicans taking on the Pistons tonight. We spoke with Will Guillory a little bit earlier. Again, one of the main reasons you want to watch is Herb Jones. Awesome. And the Pistons tonight are... What was it? Six and a half point underdogs is what they were as the Pels take on the Pistons tonight at seven o'clock. Yep. Six and a half point favorite are your New Orleans Pelicans. I got four tickets to give away. If you want to go, go ahead and call in. That's simple. Say you want to go. Buddy will get your info. It's up to him which number caller he wants to take. But you got to go. Okay. You got to want to go and you can go and you can go. Go check out the Pels and Pistons on us. Four tickets all together. So sports hangover hour number three next on ESPN New Orleans. But you can't shoot what she seen. My mama was a dancer, and that's all that she knew. Cause when you live in the desert, it's what pretty girls do. I'm throwing caution. Why am I voting yes? I'm voting yes. I'm voting yes for the thousands of good jobs. Yes for Camellia Bay. I'm voting yes because it'll be good for property values. Vote yes this Saturday, December 11th. I'm voting yes for the $50 million a year economic impact. I'm voting yes. I'm voting yes for the millions of dollars Camellia Bay will generate for the community. Why am I voting yes? I'm voting yes. For the first class hotel. I'm voting yes. For the convention center. For a thousand permanent North Shore jobs. I'm voting yes. For the outdoor amphitheater. Why am I voting yes? For the new marina. Big time concerts on the North Shore. For jobs, jobs, jobs. Why am I voting yes? 
I'm voting yes. I'm voting yes for the sports complex. If you want to make it happen, go vote yes. Vote yes for Community Bay. Vote yes and the North Shore wins. Vote yes and we all win. Paid for by the North Shore wins. As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of La Rose Incorporated, also known as KLRZ 100.3 FM ESPN New Orleans, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees. We're not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled or business closes. When mailing prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for 30 days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up the prize within 30 days. You can pick up most prizes at our studio office, 11603 Highway 308 La Rose. Thank you for listening. Sunrise in the blue skies Birds flying through paradise A little bit longer, another day stronger Somebody smiling down on me with those Warm days and cooler nights Friends and family and candlelight Feels like I've been running But something better's coming Don't want to have to Rouse's Markets knows there's like no place like home for the holidays Rouse's Markets feels like home you're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is our number three, the Sports Hangover. Jimmy Gray, I will get to you shortly, but you know what I like to do. At the end of the week, at the top of the show. It's We've had fun talking to Will Guillory as the Pels and Pistons getting on tonight, seven o'clock at the Smoothie Key Center, six thirty, right here on ESPN New Orleans. Your home for Pelicans basketball. Talk to David Alexander, covers the Jets up in New York. He's picking the Saints, twenty-seven twenty-one. Rafael Spars, I'm all in favorite as well. Have joined us. Two questions of the day. Give me a key and a score to the Saints game. You can call and give that in, or you can tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA. And another question of the day. I'm having fun. Mike McCarthy guaranteeing that his Cowboys will win against Washington this weekend. So I'm asking you, Saints fans, to guarantee me something you will see on Sunday. We've gotten some good ones. Christopher's guaranteeing that one kicker will miss a kick. Mr. Black, two sacks per team. David Alexander who covers the Jets, guarantees the Jets will play a great first half, then find a way to blow it in the second half. Jared says he's guaranteeing that they need a miracle to win. Then he called the wide receiver group Millie Vanilli. Then Joel followed that up by saying, when the things don't go well, that we will blame it on the rain. Get it? See what he did there? Bradley, he's guaranteeing Marcus Williams will whiff on a tackle. I'm guaranteeing a Taysom Hill touchdown pass. It's either going to be to a Jet or a Saint but a touchdown pass will be thrown. Jimmy and Gretna, what do you got for us today on the Sports Hangover? Hey, how's it going, Gus? Doing well, man. Hey, two things. The Miles Brennan sweepstake taking a turn for the worst for your Southern Miss Golden yeah. Eagles. Southern Miss like is still in the mix, but Nebraska and Nebraska. Indiana are now 
closing in on your alma mater. Um, but uh, we're going to see what happens with that. No, look, the Pelicans, look, Kira Lewis, man, that was a big loss. He's out for the season. I was really uh, looking forward to seeing him develop the rest of this year. And I just find it odd, Gus, that they, they sent uh, Trey Murphy. You know, Jackson Hayes was kind of hitting a wall, so I'm cool with him going to the G League. But I kind of like what they were doing with Trey Murphy. I thought he needed more time. And, you know, the way the season was going, like, you know, give it to him. But they sent him, too, to the G League. Uh, you know, I went to the game uh, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Jokic went off. The only the only enjoyable thing about that was some guy next to me had a Croatian flag. He was trolling him because <laughs> I think he's Serbian. They were getting into it. That was kind of funny to watch. But, yeah, the refs killed us. Tonight you can get a ticket for 2 bucks on the secondary market, Gus. And, uh, two bucks, yeah, man. Cunningham's coming to town. Mm-hmm. Abe Cunningham, he's a good player. I, and look, the Pelicans are playing better. I got to give them Willie Green, you know, has, has instructed them on defense. You see it out there. They won a few games with a limited roster. But, man, I'll say it again. I'll, I've said it before on your show, Gus. Nikhil mm-hmm. Alexander-Walker is a G League-level talent. He doesn't have the physical body for to be a, basketball, a, a pro basketball player at this level. I just, you know, I, God bless him. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but... I just think he's uh, – I've heard rumors that David Griffin forced uh, Van Gundy to play him a lot last year, and I hope that's not happening now because I'd rather see him in the G League than uh, Trey Murphy. So what's your take on that? Well, um, here's the thing, though. Again, I, I don't think you should look at the G League as a negative from this aspect that you're not down there and you're you know forgotten and thrown into never-never land. You uh, – you can come right back like they did. They played Tuesday and were on the bench on Wednesday, so can still play in the NBA with that team. You're trying to get him minutes. You're trying to get them just some time to play. So I think it's a good thing. Um, I hear you, though, where you're coming from, that you would rather – and I would I would too. I Look, I, I told, I've said this earlier in the, in the year that I, I, I'd like Trey Murphy to get in, but left, you, you got to see him get his confidence here. John Forque joins us at a charity golf tournament because, John, we always like to say we do it for the kids. You legitimately are doing it for the kids. Well, it's a Chris Kringle golf tournament today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bring canned goods, you bring prizes and gifts, and you, uh, and you give them out to the kids. And uh, I let them handle all that. We have quite a bit of guys out here playing in this event. Um, when you take a look at – playing in events like that and doing Chris Kringle stuff like that, dude. It's kind of good to see so many people kind of get together and um, and help this time of year, huh? No, there's no doubt about it. You know, they, they got me now with a critical putt right now. So, uh, oh. you know, I got to make this uh, putt real quick. They let, uh, Joe's going to talk to you real quick. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> hi, hi, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing well. Can you describe John's putt here? John's got about a uh, three-footer, and he just made it to save oh. car. <laughs> All right, so Josh, I'm back with you, baby. I'm back. <laughs> Under pressure. Under oh, my pressure boy, there. My partner's, my partner's so look, look, the kids in Ethiopia now will be able to get some pizza. Thank God. Oh, my you goodness. Know, um, I can feed some people. I'll make this quick so you get back to your golf game. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead, buddy. Talk. Let's no, talk sport. It, Let's talk sport. Yeah, in all, in all seriousness, though, look, I, I don't know how many games the Saints are going to win in the next five. I honestly don't. I say three are winnable. I think Sunday's winnable. Panthers and Falcons are winnable. Bucks are better, playing better. I don't see them winning that. Dolphins have won a couple in a row. I just don't know. So I can only go as far as winnable. 
I what what do you feel with the the remaining five games? Cool. I've looked at these and I'm like, first and foremost, Gus, let's be honest, who's quarterbacking in the next five games? Is it going to be Hill? Mm-hmm. Are they going to stick with him? Are, are they going to say, okay, Hill, you on a short leash? We'll go back to Trevor. It's a situation right now. It all depends on how they play offensively because they're struggling. Five games left. Man, I can easily see him winning two of the five. I can easily win him, see him winning three of the five. No matter how you look at it, each game's not going to be easy for them because we don't know what the Saints have. They're struggling all the way around. Defense hasn't showed up at times. Offense really hasn't shown up. I don't see them making the playoffs. That's just my my opinion. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's just, man, it's just one thing after another. Three players now on the COVID list. Cam Jordan, Mark Ingram, Ty Montgomery going to there. I mean, John, look, I, I, I'm all about developing players on the practice squad, things of that nature, but there's a very real – possibility this team may need to call up both of their receivers from the practice squad Marquez Callaway on Wednesday kind of let a cat out of the bag already by saying that Aesop's um Winston was going to get his opportunity from the practice squad little Jordan Humphrey made his way to the injury report yesterday with the hamstring John you know about hamstrings they don't heal in 24 hours and on the Saints roster if you currently click it right now it's Traquan Smith Marquez Callaway, little Jordan Humphrey. That's the receiving core because Deontay Harris is suspended. So they have three. Right. So if Humphrey's injured, Aesop's Winston's coming up, you still need probably another fourth receiver. So you may move up Quan Baker. I mean, that's, that's where, that's where you are right now with this team. Well, if you're in a situation right now, you got to find somebody to play. Maybe one of these guys are. What they're looking for, and, and give them. A, what do you got to lose? I mean, heck, you haven't mm-hmm. done anything with your wide receivers now. Why don't you put a new one, fresh one in there, and say this might be the guy we need? I mean, right now, in all honesty, everybody talks about the New Orleans Saints. One is the quarterback. Two is where's the receiving core? So why not find somebody and go with that guy? When you look at this offense and how it can go, look, having Alvin Kamara is going to be a big thing. Obviously, it helps you, right? That's the first thing you say. It helps you. Here's the other problem, though, John. Everyone else knows that that's that's your guy right now. So, realistically, what can we expect from Alvin Kamara? Well, that's the big problem right now is, you know, you bring an Alvin Kamara back. Hopefully, you'll get some reps in there. But the big key overall is Alvin Kamara can't be your total offensive player. He cannot carry the whole load, Gus. He's not big enough, strong enough. I mean, he's got all the uh, tangibles to be that guy. But this the NFL, you're going to get pounded and, and things of that nature. They're going to have trouble if they're going to think that Calvin, Alvin Kamara would be the guy that's going to lead this offense. they got to have some other weapons. But having him back in there opens up a lot. And other guys just need to step up. I mean, just don't overload it with him coming back because he's only a play away from being back on a you know, short-term IR. So – what do you expect on Sunday? I expect him to win the game. Not flat. You know, I'm not saying he'll go up there and really down. I think it's going to be a close football game. I just think they're going up to New York. You don't know what the weather conditions will be. The Jets at times have played decent, but they're no better than the Saints. The Saints, mm-hmm. the Saints are better than this team. They'll go up in there and, and do what you got to do. Defense has got to help the team uh, shorten the field. But the, I think the Saints win this ball game by, by a good 10 and under, 7 points or 10 points. The Saints win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the questions of the day, final thing for you, sir, you can get back to, uh, I guess, what would be your tee shot here. Um, it's very simple. What will you guarantee? Mike McCarthy's guaranteed a win over Washington. Give me one guarantee that we're going to see during the game on Sunday. Doing the 
on Sunday or during the NFL game? No, no, no. During the Saints Jets, what what are we going to guarantee to be to to see during that game? We've gotten anything from Marcus Williams whiffing there. on a tackle, two sacks per each team, one kicker will miss a kick. Like what are what are we guaranteeing to see on Sunday? Well, I, well, there's no guy. I, I've been in that New York and played that area. I guarantee you, the kicker will miss something. Uh, <laughs> no, that, well, I mean, you know, the fifth kicker—that's one guarantee right there. Okay. Uh, another guarantee is that the, my big guarantee is that uh, that Hill will probably carry the ball twelve times to fifteen times as a, as a running quarterback. Okay, we're gonna go with Taysom Hill, twelve to fifteen over carries. Ten carries. Yeah, twelve over ten carries. I should say he's gonna carry the ball. On a, I'm not talking about drive back passes. Sure. I'm talking about no, right, design right. running plays. I think design over 10 running plays will be design run play for Hill. Sounds good. Go go, go hit the tee shot, sir. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Gus. <laughs> there he goes. Literally making a three foot putt and then uh, getting ready to hit a tee shot. Roy giving us a call here in the sports hangover in hour number three. Sir, how are you? I'm good. Ah, I know who this is. This is Roy, the number one Miami Dolphin fan of all time. You got to be feeling good about yourself, don't you? I, I am fantastic, like always. <laughs> how many games have like you won always. in a row? I, I, I honestly don't pay attention to the Finns. So how many? How many? Five, four? Five, five in a row. We won, okay. we won five in a row. 